I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. From Pineapple Street Studios, I'm Matt Belisai. This is Unhappy Hour. <laughs> anyway, I'm here in my closet recording far, far away from my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. How's quarantine treating you this week? Either I have died and, like, am finally, like, uh, in the afterlife or, like, Stockholm Syndrome has finally gotten to me. I feel like this week was not horrible. <laughs> Right? Maybe I'm like just getting used to being in quarantine and I feel like yeah. I've found some like normalcy to the abnormality. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I should be horrified that it, it's only taken two months for me to get used to being completely isolated from humanity. <laughs> but it's happened. How are you this week? You know, I'm pretty much in the same boat. I'm I'm feeling better. And also, it's my birthday. Or it was my birthday. We're recording this beforehand. It'll come out afterwards. But my birthday is May 23rd. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad we're both doing so great. Um, before we get into today's episode, we have some super exciting news because Unhappy Hour now has a rant hotline. Yes. Woo! You, our listeners, can leave us a voicemail to rant about quarantine, your roommates, your sons and daughters, your biggest enemies, whatever you want. You can finally answer the age-old question, what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves? If you've always listened to an happy hour and shouted your own answer along with us, now is your chance to let us know what you want to rant about. And then we'll start playing your answers on the pod and talking about them. So uh, dial in. We'll put the number in our show notes and on our social meds. But here it is. The number to call is 601-600-RANT. That is 601-600-7268. And give us your rant. Because, you know, we might all be isolated right now, but nothing brings us together like a little complaining. 
All right, now we got that out of the way. This week we're doing things a little differently because yesterday was Memorial Day and even though we can't actually go anywhere, we still felt like we deserved a day off so we could do nothing without feeling guilty about it. So today we're just gonna kick things off with worst things first where I shout about the most ridiculous worst news of the week. And then we're just going to go right into our chasers. So it'll be a sweet little episode. And then we'll be back next week with our regularly scheduled programming. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's not wish Barry a happy birthday and start the show. Right, worst things first. Let's talk about the worst news of the week. First, I don't know if this is exactly like the worst news, but I'll make fun of them anyway. A family went out for a casual drive in their pickup truck in, in Richmond, Virginia, and they saw the car in front of them swerve to avoid a bag that was in the street. Um, they ran over that bag with their pickup truck, then saw another bag 15 feet away, decided that they would stop and load both bags into their truck, assuming, I guess, that it was just like trash that they were picking up to get out of the road. But when they got home and opened it up, instead of trash, they found nearly $1 million in cash. <laughs> And you know why we're talking about this story is because they fucking told <laughs> they were like, <laughs> guess what, police? We found one million dollars and now we know about it because they had to give it back. That's amazing because, you know, the police can't be like, it's not like you found someone's wallet with a bunch of cash and you don't take the cash. And so then you find the person and they're like, oh, thank you so much. You know what? Keep keep the cash. You know, thanks for bringing my wallet here. A little reward for being such a good person. Like they're not getting any of this cash. Like the police are keeping that. Yeah, none of it. And there was a lot of it in cash. <laughs> it wasn't like a big check. It wasn't like a big prices right check. <laughs> giant, giant check. It was one million dollars in cash. They could have easily like accidentally pocketed like one little bundle one little bundle i always wonder how much money is in each little bundle i guess it varies and sometimes they have labels on them yeah because sometimes they're like wow this is ten thousand dollars but then other times it's like what if they're all fives right like uh, whenever i see like a suitcase of money in a show and it's like i don't know how much that is no i don't know how many jelly beans are in that jar why would i know how much money's in that suitcase and I worked for a bank. <laughs> Theoretically, I should. I've, I've seen money like I. I don't actually know how much actual money I've seen all at once. I don't think that bank even exists anymore. Probably because of the work you did or did not do. <laughs> Probably. So anyway, this family. Uh, I, I guess they did the honorable thing with the money. They alerted police. The sheriff's office said uh for someone so honest and willing to give that almost a million dollars back it's exceptional we are proud and they represented this county well by being so honest i don't want your fucking oh we represented our country no they gave back a million dollars give them something i don't know maybe i've been in new york too long <laughs> <laughs> where I'm like, uh, this, I am king of the space that is two feet around me in all directions. And if something is within that two feet, it's mine. I mean, also last week I went grocery shopping and I dropped my credit card and realized it one block later. 
because I went to a bodega to get a specific ice cream and took out my card and it wasn't there. And I t- retraced my steps and immediately locked my card. And it, someone had already picked it up to go buy shoes at Foot Locker. So like <laughs> that's New York versus whatever <laughs> county this is. Yeah, it's eat or be eaten. <laughs> it's steal or be stolen. This has now be- just become uh, advocacy for, for stealing at this point. <laughs> Were you going to buy McConnell's ice cream? Yes. (laughs) Good. Good. Next, a baby goat named Ed was stolen from a Baltimore community garden last week. No. Not freed. Stolen. Well, yeah. I guess it depends whose side you're on. Well, I don't know. Is this a Fred the goat? Is is Ed Fred's son? It seems a little suspicious if he's not (laughs) with a name like that. (laughs) The uh, Baltimore Garden claimed that the goat was taken just after midnight last week by a pair of teenagers who broke into the barn and cut through the goat fencing. I'm not sure. It it doesn't say like how they knew this, if they were caught on camera. I guess I guess they must have been caught on camera if they know that it was a, a pair of teenagers. I don't think CSI is there doing a, a, a whole DNA test. <laughs> they should be. Yeah. Where is that? We don't need CSI Miami, okay? We can stop making shows in Florida. All we need is CSI Goat Escapes, starring Fred. The Garden said that they weren't sure if maybe these teenagers were trying to sell the goat or if it was part of some sort of initiation. Oh, God. I would join that gang if they were like, (laughs) steal a goat and you're in. (laughs) Yes. Um. They wrote, the community begs whoever did this to please just quietly return Ed. He is not old enough to wean from his mother just yet, and he could die. Oh, no. Well, thankfully, Ed was returned. Just as mysteriously as he went missing. You see what I did there? I withheld the good news. Yeah, thank God. I was really, I was about to be upset. The real story here is that a goat only went missing for like 10 hours. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's not as exciting as a goat went missing and then later was mysteriously returned he was anonymously returned i guess later that same day it said he went missing just after midnight on tuesday and then was returned on tuesday so this goat went for a fucking walk and now this is a story this is how desperate we're getting <laughs> This is why we need a goddamn week off. Hopefully more people commit crimes over Memorial Day weekend. (laughs) Yes. I'm begging the public, please do hilarious (laughs) crimes so that we could talk about it. Listen, all of these websites are starved for content. So this is what passes for content that then trickles down to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But just like the grocery stores, our supply chain is low. It has been all the websites. Whenever I go, I have like a curated list of sites on Twitter that I look through whenever I'm looking for these stories. And they've been almost exclusively like Corona stuff. And I don't want to talk about it all that much. No. So I'm like, fuck, we really. It's really getting desperate. Next, in other animal news, Yellowstone National Park recently reopened after being closed for some time due to the uh, pandemic. And two days into the reopening, a woman was knocked to the ground and injured by a bison after violating park rules and approaching the animal too closely. Amazing. 
Amazing. I interpreted this a little bit. This I put my own spin on it. Basically, this one was knocked down. They they were, but it was like she violated the rules. Okay, they very clearly say Yellowstone National Park clearly says stay at least twenty five yards away from large animals, including bison. Um, and this woman, I guess, got too fucking close, and it knocked her to the ground. We're keeping six feet away from human beings. <laughs> <laughs> How hard is it for you to stay that far away from a giant ass bison? <laughs> if people can't stay away, there's literally no hope for us or ever getting out of this. If, if, if people can't learn to stay away from a giant ass animal that weighs a ton. I will say probably one of my first panic attacks happened at Yellowstone because I went when I was very little. And as we were driving into the park, you could see a baby cub and it was very cute. But there was a man who was photographing it so close up. And like this is right by the road. And I, as a small child obsessed with animals and slash just anyone should know that if there's a baby animal, the mom, who's a protective ass bear, is going to be very nearby. And I remember just seeing that and being like, I'm about to watch someone just get mauled to death. <laughs> Thankfully didn't. But like, why are people like this? Yeah, there was the, a video in, in March of a reporter for NBC Montana. I don't know if you saw this, where all you see, it's like a shot of him, but he looks off to the side of the camera and he just says, oh no, I ain't messing with you. <laughs> and then he like <laughs> runs, grabs his camera. It was only later that he showed a photo like from his phone or a video from his phone of bison that were literally so far away. <laughs> <laughs> but that was his reaction seeing them just like kind of get close but still really far away and apparently this woman went close enough for them to knock her over a bison this is not like oh i thought it was like a, a cute like rodent that i went to pet like oh it's a fluffy rack no, it's a full buffalo <laughs> I do feel like that NBC Montana reporter should be like the next Smokey the Bear and you see them as you're going into the park and it's like, oh no, we ain't messing with them. And like, that's the saying. And it's like, don't forget. Just a, just a little freebie for the uh, Parks Department marketing and poster team. Yellowstone did produce a safety poster that said, oh no, I ain't messing with you. Wait, really? <laughs> I guess so. Oh my God, I feel like they should pay me for that idea then. Retroactively, yes. You did come up with it after them, but organically without being told. So therefore they owe me money. Congrats. And finally, a woman in China was jilted by a, a boyfriend who broke up with her just days before Chinese Valentine's Day. Rude. So she got revenge by ordering a literal ton of onions <laughs> online and having them delivered to her ex's house saying it was quote his turn to cry <laughs> shiro 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 yes absolutely incredible so i guess uh china according to this article i did not verify this independently because i don't do that for anything <laughs> I don't know why I'm pointing it out in this case. But according to this article, uh, China celebrates three different Valentine's Day, one on February 14th, one in July uh, per the Chinese lunar calendar. And then they also celebrate a, a day on May 20th because of the Mandarin pronunciation for 520 May 20th. 
sounds similar to I love you. Oh. So lovers typically exchange gifts on May 20th. So it was before May 20th that this guy dumped this girl. And I guess he didn't like really show emotion. Um, and so she ordered delivery drivers to pile um, a literal ton of onions up on her uh, ex's doorstep and leave without ringing the doorbell with a note oh, uh, that said, I cried for three days and now it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but I guess neighbors are complaining. One neighbor was quoted as saying, I don't know whether her boyfriend is crying or not, but I feel choked. <laughs> the whole community is filled with the strong stench of rotting onions. Damn. He'll never have to worry about having flavor in his food ever. No. He has onions for life, <laughs> except I don't like when you have an onion for too long and then it starts like sprouting another onion. Yeah, it Fuck makes me feel that. really uncomfortable. Like it has a little boner. Yeah. If it were like a, a recognizable form of something, it would be fine. But no, it is like the ghost of the onion is like bursting through its shell. The reincarnated soul. Oh, I hate it. It's so creepy. I remember seeing that for the first time. And potatoes do the same thing. And I was like, absolutely not. This demon <laughs> needs to be ex- exercised from my house immediately. Or we, both of us can't remain here. I'll move out if this onion or potato thing stays here. Anyway, that is it for this week's Worst Things First. Hopefully there's more crazy shit that goes down between this week and next week. And now, let's get right into our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down easier, starting with the TV we've been watching this week. Barry, what you been watching? So last week, I said that I'd watch more of The Great, but I somehow the week has gone by and I haven't yet. So that is my plan for the weekend, is to watch that show. I've heard from another friend who I trust very deeply with TV recs. We have very similar taste. She and her boyfriend have really been into it, so I'm excited about that, but still cannot give my personal endorsement because i've only seen 15 minutes well guess what i started watching what the great <gasps> i watched like two episodes of this this was gonna be one of mine oh well tell us is is it worth me continuing i love it okay good it is like fully ridiculous uh it is very much like the favorite where Amazing. you have like super period piece but also like totally ridiculous and comedic I just like when there's like a period show like this where they manage to make it like not cringy. Mm-hmm. Like they're still like they're still like of the time period. It's not like I don't know how to describe it's not like cartoony in the way that they're like, oh, isn't it funny that we're like not acting like we're in the 18th century or whatever, or whatever time they're in. Yeah. There's something about like when you have a show like this that attempts to bring like modern humor to something like a very old period setting it's like you can have you can have this disconnect where it's like oh it's funny because marie antoinette is saying like fuck (laughs) and it's like no like that alone isn't funny so they managed to do it really well the only thing that keeps getting to me is i'm like did they literally film this in the same place as the favorite because there are so many sets where i'm like that literally looks like the hallway (laughs) that they walk down and it keeps like taking me out for a second but anyway i really enjoy it it's a lot of fun well i i will definitely watch it this week 
But the the show that I did actually watch is Unorthodox. I know it came out a little bit ago, but I finally watched it. Alex and I did. And we were like, let's watch one episode. And then we watched all four. <laughs> Do you know about it? I Someone just sent me uh, a picture of like the main guy from it. <laughs> that That is the endorsement that I got. <laughs> Um, Unorthodox is based on a true story of a woman who was in a very particular, like a very specific Hasidic community in Brooklyn. And then she decides to leave and goes to Berlin. And so it's it's her story. It's only four episodes. It's a limited series on Netflix. And it's it's really good. Um, I also liked it because I get nervous about that type of representation for a Hasidic community. Um, but it was pretty balanced. Like you, you saw it, it wasn't like, oh, this community is just villainous. Um, like there were a lot of really human, deeper relationships uh, within it. And so there was that. And I don't know, it's just it was a really captivating story. And the acting is phenomenal. And I really enjoyed it. Nice. Well, I know that you watched The Great, but is there anything else you've been watching? Yeah. Well, I still haven't finished The Great, so I'm going to keep watching that. I'm, I only watched a couple of episodes. And then the other show, I mean, I've been sort of re-watching a whole bunch of old stuff. But I started watching the very first iteration of The Twilight Zone. Oh. I never really watched The Twilight Zone before. And... The very first episode, if you've never seen the very first episode of The Twilight Zone, is about a man who suddenly finds himself, uh, all of the other people in the world have seemingly disappeared, and he is very alone. <laughs> Feel, feels relevant. <laughs> um, but I, I like the fact that it is sort of like super simple. It also is fun to watch something like that that is like so many tropes about like science fiction and fantasy and like all of these things that now whenever you watch almost any show that is is like science fictiony or fantasy is like they did it first right so it's fun to watch something and it's like see see like where some of that came from nice anyway it's it's fun it's stupid <laughs> um it's a nice thing to watch uh, when I'm in bed and like need something that is not too stimulating <laughs> while I fall asleep. Uh, yeah. Lovely. What is your non-TV chaser? So my non-TV chaser, I have two and they both have to do with my birthday, obviously. So one is that my paint by numbers came in the mail. So I am going to be starting on my paint by number journey this weekend. I'm very excited about it. Also, it was very cute and sweet. A couple of unhappy hour listeners were tweeting at me about their own paint by number journey. And I am so excited to be a part of this community now. Um, so that's one. And then the second is that one of the presents that Alex got me, it's, it's kind of hard to describe, but it's basically a little seat without legs <laughs> and it has hooks so that I can sit on the stoop with a little chair that like hooks on to the step of the stoop. Uh huh. Which means that I, because for the past five years I've had a backyard, and even though I had a stoop, if I wanted to sit outside, I'd just go into the backyard. But now that we don't have a backyard and we have a stoop, I can finally live that stoop life. 
but also sitting on a stoop is kind of painful for my back. And so he got me this little vintage little seat that I think is probably used at like sporting games on bleachers, but it's like this bright blue and it's super cute. And I'm just going to sit on the stoop all day, every day. (laughs) Great. I'm very excited about it. I will be posting a photo of it. So if you have, if you're confused about what it is I'm describing, don't worry. There will be photo evidence. I'm so glad. What about you? What's your chaser? Mine is also something very simple. (laughs) This is so dumb. Okay. All right. (laughs) Yes. And that was also me judging yours. (laughs) Mine is also something super dumb. Um, You know, it's about finding the joy in very minute things right now. Okay. (laughs) That I think is part of the like Stockholm syndrome that I'm feeling is I'm like, um, is the highlight of my day washing dishes now? (laughs) (laughs) It might be. Um, No, that's not it. Uh, Okay, good. (laughs) I ordered, it's not much better. I ordered deli containers. Okay, this is how much I... (laughs) (laughs) This is so much I like disrespect the environment is that rather than just saving all of the deli containers I get, I was like, I wonder if I could just buy them in bulk. Oh, my God. (laughs) Why? (laughs) What's wrong with Tupperware? Okay, well, here is the big difference between Tupperware and just a straight up deli. So, okay, I'm literally going to talk about deli containers right now. I can feel (laughs) everybody turning (laughs) turning the podcast off. (laughs) Um, I... Deli containers are the round, see-through plastic containers that usually you'll get like potato salad in them or like soup, and they come in various sizes. But what makes them special is that they all have the same lid, no matter how deep they are. Mm -hmm. You get Tupperware, they all have different size lids, they're all like different shapes, you can't really stack them all. You jam them all in a cabinet, and they all come flowing out in an avalanche whenever you open it up but a deli container you can stack all of the sizes in one ginormous tower and they all have the same exact lid i gotta believe that there is a tupperware company who has thought (laughs) to make the sustainable version of this and it's on you for not looking that up but i don't want to yuck your yum too much i am happy for you and your kitchen organization Well, I found one also on Amazon. Sorry, but I found a version on Amazon. It's like a pack of 24 of them. There's there's three different sizes. And it was like all of the all of the things that it's supposed to say. It said like BPA free. I don't know what any of it means, but it said all of it. And I was like, okay, good. (laughs) Oh, so you're going to be able to reuse them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what I bought. I I thought that you were getting like hundreds of these shipped to you so that you can just use them and then throw them out no i got it i got it so that i can reuse it uh okay they're, i just basically what i'm saying is i bought containers to keep my stuff in. <laughs> <laughs> i also am like i think that as i'm baking more and like cooking more there is there is the friend i think i said this during something there is like a french phrase it's like mise en place or something like uh-huh. that. It's like what, what it, it describes the process of like separating out all of your ingredients. Yeah, it's French for putting in place, everything in its place. It's where you like beautifully set out all of your ingredients, measure them all out as you're getting stuff ready. And I find that to be so uh, joyful. <laughs> Just the process of like putting stuff in containers and labeling them and putting them in my cabinet. <laughs> 
I'm losing my fucking mind. It's really beautiful, and I'm really happy for you. That's it for this week's little episode of Unhappy Hour. We'll be back next week with a full-blown show. Thanks for listening. You can head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, where we get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button and rate us and review us, but only if it's nice. I want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, and me, Matt Belisai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hans Dale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Belisai. And you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for all the latest podcast buzz. That's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, bye-bye. Happy birthday to you. Yay! <laughs>